following Jesus is not always easy. It's just always worth it. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Bill Eliff. This is Kyle Reno. We are thrilled once again that you turned a dial or hit a button or something to allow us to come into your life just a little bit. And we pray that in this moment, the Lord will come to mm-hmm. you and speak to you in very special ways. We've been looking at men who've uh, uh, changed the world, men and women who've changed the world. And and one of these is a guy that paid the ultimate sacrifice right. that we're going to look at. And I was just thinking about, uh, have you ever known anybody that just, or felt a moment in your own life when you thought, okay, this could be it, right? you know? Yeah, scary, ain't it? <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, a little accident or something. Right. I remember one time I had a, my, my wife's aunt uh, married a man who was in D-Day, and he was a fighter pilot. Mm. And I said to him, I said, Joe, did you ever, you know, get scared that you were done for? He said, oh, yeah, it was D-Day. He said, uh, we had a squadron of men that were going in to take out a pillbox, and there were nine, I think he said nine of us, three planes came back, mm. I was one of them. And he said, I just, I just uh, wondered how many times I'd been hit. So I counted the bullet holes in my plane, oh boy, 450 bullet holes in his plane. And uh, he said, you know, it's just the grace of God that I came back. Wow. But uh, those times, there are men who paid the ultimate sacrifice, sure. sometimes for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. And you honor, and we should. Mm-hmm. You know, you honor moments uh, in our history of our, our country. People have paid, like you just talking about that man, and those that didn't come back, those mm-hmm. six planes that didn't. But you shouldn't just honor, you shouldn't learn from them. Right. That there's something about them and their willingness to lay down their life for our country or for their, you know, those that they went to war with and uh, in our faith, man, we got a lot of those kind of men and women, you know, that went before us and have paid the ultimate price. So I want to talk about Stephen for a minute. And you talk about men that changed the world. Uh, God used Stephen to change the church. Uh, and it, but it came at the greatest cost for him. So before we get to that, though, but what made him Stephen? What made him the man that would be willing to do that? to lay down his life for the advancement of the church and the kingdom of God. Well, you know, if you give you a little context here, uh, Stevens, he got called up into leadership in response to, you know, a moment where we need more people serving. Uh, we need more people uh, helping advance the mission so that we can give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. And so he, Stephen's a deacon, you know, he and, and he's the kind of deacon every pastor wants in his church because it's descriptive about him. Listen to what it says in chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of grace and power. Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. So Stephen wasn't just a guy filling a, a church leadership position. He was a guy filled with God. He was a guy that had the power of God on his life, the grace of God on his life, that, that while a responsibility he had just been entrusted to was caring for widows and people that are hungry, all that, he was also ministering in a powerful way to broken people. He was obviously praying over people. He, he, was, also, he was obviously sharing the gospel with people, that God was displaying his power through this man 
uh, in a really profound way, so much so that it brought a response. And I, I think there's a, a misconception, man, if you're filled with God, trying to help people come to know Jesus Christ, you're praying for people, everybody's going to love you. Well, that ain't true. Like, that's never been true. Like, you, you look at the scripture from front to finish, you know, until Jesus comes back, uh, there's always opposition. There's always opposition. There's an effective door open to us, but, you know, many, many stand against that. You see that all throughout the Bible. And Stephen's going to see it uh, in, in the worst kind of way. So it says several different groups of people come to dispute with Stephen, but listen to what it says in verse 10. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit in, with which he was speaking. So here's Stephen being greatly used of God to help people in a, in a myriad of ways. Here's people that come to dispute with him. Like they're trying to say, well, what you're saying is not true. You're trying to lead people toward false beliefs, all that stuff. Well, no, he disputes and wins. Apologetically, he says in such a way that the spirit of God and the wisdom of God on his life, they're like, oh, man, he's got us there, too. So he's got the power of God. He's got the wisdom of God playing out through their life. So what do they do? Well, they secretly instigate men to speak Cliff Notes version here to speak lies about him. To speak lies about him, to say, hey, you know what? He's blaspheming. He's saying things that's a false witness. He, he's breaking parts of, of the law here. This man never ceases, uh, he never ceases to speak words against the holy place and the law, none of which is true. None of which is true. And I just want to encourage some listener today. Uh, maybe you've really tried to live for God and you've tried to really help people. And that you've tried to put truth into people's lives and somehow even doing the right thing, uh, you've experienced some really bad stuff. Well, I just want to say to you, uh, you're a part of a really cool club. <laughs> you're a part of a group of men and women uh, that, that have been there before. I, I remember walking through a hard season in ministry and, and found myself getting beat up pretty good and, and realized, you know what, uh, I ain't the first person that's ever been here. I won't be the last either. That there's a part of following Christ that does come with a cost. Jesus talks to us about that. So they, they come with all these false accusations against him. And it says this powerful statement. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. <laughs> so here's Stephen, full of grace, full of power, full of wisdom. They're bringing false accusations, and even in that moment, they can't deny the fact this man is marked with God. Marked with God. And it's almost a weird equation when you think about it. So shouldn't everybody just recognize that? This guy's got the grace of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God. He's literally, his face is marked by God. And yet, they're trying to kill him. They're bringing false accusations against him. To which, I'm not going to read it all off, but to which in that moment with a, cap, you know, a captive audience, what does Stephen do? The deacon, he preaches. And, he preach, and when I say the man preaches, he preaches like 50-something verses uh, uh, that you find in Acts chapter 7. And he preaches the whole narrative of God. In those 50 verses, he says, let me tell you and let, let me give you a synopsis of the story of God that ultimately brings us to Jesus Christ, which is pretty awesome. So I, I would encourage our listeners to know this, that somebody that changes the, wor the world knows the word. 
somebody that God would use to change the world knows the word. And Stephen knew it. Stephen knew the story of God to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he shared it. And then he levels his eyes. And this is not sensitive seeker kind of preaching. He levels and he says, and it was you. And you killed him, basically. You killed the author of life. To which their response was this. Ready? So you got to see all this, like the full narrative here, because I want you to see the kind of people God uses to change the world. They got God's grace on their life. They got God's power on their life. They got God's wisdom in their life. They, they have, listen, literally the radiance of God on their life, power of God. They stand up and teach the truth of God in such a way that's holistic, that, that could see the whole story of God. And they're not, they're not afraid to say, and hey, you, you killed him. They're not afraid to wade in and go, you're part of this. There's a reason why he had to die because of your sinfulness, your brokenness, and you're a part of bringing him to death. When they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. And he, full of the Holy Spirit, (laughs) gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, I want you to just stop for a second and see, talking about a person that changed the world. Here in this moment, filled with the Spirit of God, he gazed into the heavens, and I believe God gave him a window into the real world. God gave him a window and let him see Jesus standing. Now, when we see Jesus in the Scripture, most times he's seated. In this moment, he's standing. Let me tell you why, just personal, Kyle, thought here. Jesus is about to receive his first son or daughter that will die for the gospel's sake. And I think Jesus is getting up ready to meet him. He's ready to meet him. Because, Stephen, I see you. You see me. I see you. And in that moment, he says, hey, guys, guess what? I know you're about to kill me. I, I see where I'm going. And then he does probably one of the... Uh, the most cross-like things anyone can ever do. One, he surrenders himself to death. Like just like Jesus did. He surrenders himself to this death for the sake. He don't try to get out of it. He don't try to, he don't try to, you know, barter here with them. He says, All right, I'm I'm here's my life. Receive my spirit, Lord, which is what Jesus did. And then, like his Savior, he said, Hey Lord, I hope you don't hold this against these guys. What a thought. <laughs> I hope you don't hold him back. Jesus did at the cross. Hey, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. In this moment, Jesus says, man, Lord, I, I, here's Stephen going, Jesus, please, man, don't hold this against them. Because he knows as bad as what they're doing is in this moment, hell for them is worse. Is worse. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that. For I hope they come even through this moment to see you, Jesus, in all this. And it says he fell asleep. He died. He died. Well, you, you want to talk about changing the world, like the witness of that moment. The men had to literally stuff their ears with their, like cover their ears, scream, 
to try to keep from hearing what was so obvious, that this man's filled with God. This man knows the God of the universe. But that doesn't end there. Listen to me. That's what I love about this. When a man or a woman's willing to pay the ultimate price, God uses that to produce great things. Because Stephen's story doesn't end there. One, he steps into eternity, but also he, what happens through his life leads to something. Acts 8, 1, verse 1 and verse 4, and says, And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, which seems terrible, which is, all, which is honestly the best thing that could have happened. That through, G, through Stephen's persecution in that moment, it led to greater persecution for the church in other regions, but God used that pain to bring great purpose. Verse 4, it says, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. <laughs> preaching the word. That what, what the enemy tried to use to shut it down actually helped it spread. What the enemy tried to do to bring about great pain and maybe the end of this was actually the best thing to get this thing going, get the gospel moving. So I say all that to say for a moment here, hey, if you want to be a person that changes the world, man or woman that changes the world, in this world you will have tribulation. Take heart. The Lord has overcome. He's overcome on that. And that God has a way as we're willing to be yielded to Him to take our pain to take moments of opposition, to take moments of persecution, to take moments and to use it to change other people's lives. I'm not saying that one of the things I learned about the, the Lord and reading the scripture and in my, in my own life, following Jesus is not always easy. It's just always worth it. It's not always easy. It's not always easy paths. Right? It's just always paths that bring about greater purpose than our own one life. And so, Bill, I know you've seen this. We see this in the story of our, that men and women that change the world are willing to pay the price. Yeah. And, you know, it's so counterintuitive. It's, it's yeah. so uh, opposite because our natural tendency is to save our life. Yeah. And Jesus said, no, you lose it. Right. And if you're willing to lose it, then you're used by God to save the lives of others. Mm-hmm. And, and you just, boy, when we we could walk through the Bible, and but you could also walk through Christian history. Yeah. And uh, these are the men and the women of whom we're not worthy. That's exactly right. And, uh, but they're the ones that caused the greater progress of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But they were willing to just lose their lives. Yeah. I mean, when, when you get to heaven and you look back and, and you say, well, okay, how was my life spent? Well, I was real comfortable. Went to the movies, yeah, right. had a great recliner, yeah. you know, got a cushy job. Yeah, right. Really? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. You know, or uh, I was willing to to give everything, my yeah. life, my time, right. my days, my money. Yeah. And look at all these people that are here. Yeah. As a result. Yeah. And the truth is, you know, listen, uh, no one should hunt up persecution or pain. You know, no. you don't go looking for it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but here's the promise. If you follow him, he'll find you. Right. If you follow right. the Lord, there's t- there's tough times. Yeah. You know, there's moments that pains there. There's moments that people won't like you. Yeah. You know that 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 Jesus said, "I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword." Yeah. You know, like it, it's going to separate. And to realize that even Jesus said at one point, "Lord, if it's if there's any other way to do this, yeah. <laughs> let this cup pass sure. from me." But yeah, 
I'm here for the elephant thing. Yeah. That's your will to be done. That's right. Well, let's let's pray this in, yeah. that God would make us men and women like yeah. this. Kyle, why don't you begin? Yes. Lord, we uh, love you and love that there's uh, more to life than this one life. Mm. And that, Lord, in light of eternity, in light of a million years from now when we're with you forever, and that'll just be the beginning, God, help us to count the cost today. God, help us to live today, Lord. And I, I pray for some listeners. I pray for some pastors and for mm. church leaders that are walking through uh, dark times, that are walking through opposition. God, I, I pray that they'd be like Stephen, men full of grace, full of wisdom, full of the Spirit, full of your Word. God, I, I pray that you would shine on us, uh, Lord God, that your your radiance would be on our face, and that, Lord, you'd allow us to stand in the midst of those that might yell, uh, Lord, that might rush at us, uh, Lord God. And would you allow us to live like uh, we know what's happening in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, Lord, we'd do that. And while, while we might not experience to the magnitude what Stephen is in our lifetime uh, here, we do have brothers and sisters all over the world that are, mm-hmm. uh, Lord. And so I, I pray for the grace of God for them today, the strength of God, Lord, to, to stand, uh, Lord God, when it would be easy to fold, uh, Lord, because you're worthy of it all. Father, we think about our own nation here. Uh, I know we have people listening from many nations, but in our in the United States, uh, Lord, I could see a time where uh, in the near future where we are going to be faced with this uh, question, am I willing to give my life for this? And so, Lord, I pray that that would be like Daniel we've talked about in these weeks. Uh, predetermined, Mm. Lord, in our mind, yes, I will die for the sake of the gospel. Mm. But also, will I die to my time? Will I die to my comfort? Will I get up in the middle of the night and pray for the sake of the gospel? Will I give my reputation uh, for the sake of the gospel? So make us men and women who are willing to give it all for you. And uh, Lord, use us as men and women who are used by you to start movements. Mm. Lord, just a movement in our own home, a movement in our own neighborhood, a movement Mm. in our city. And Lord, ultimately, we pray for your movement across the face of this earth. And so we love you. Use us for your glory, we pray in your name. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us today on the One Cry Podcast. We love talking to you guys every week. I hope you'll uh, join in and I hope you'll tell other people about the One Cry podcast and uh, join us next week. We've got one more uh, edition in this particular series and then we're going to turn to a corner. So join us next time.